Holy fuck! That was diabolical! Welcome to the Diabolical 7, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for the boys on Amazon Prime. I'm your host Matthew and for the first time on this podcast I've got a co-host with me uh, joining me today. My co-host is Robert. How are you today? I am good. How are you doing today? Doing alright. Doing good. Uh, so yeah, as uh, those of you who've been listening throughout the season will know, I've done all the seven episodes uh, on my own so far. That was the plan. And then Robert said to me, hey, I'd like to join for the uh, maybe the season finale or something. Um, so here we are with that particular plan. Uh, this is for season two, episode eight, the season finale called What I Know. Uh, first of all, let's just start off with uh, what do you think of the season finale itself? It was intense. There's no doubt about it. A lot of stuff happened. We got a shocking reveal at the end, which we'll talk about when we get into the spoiler section. Um, Yeah, it was it was a big thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you so you thought it ended well the season and everything? I think it ended as well as could be expected. I mean, they obviously set up a lot of stuff for season three, which I forget if it's actually officially been confirmed or not. It's showing yeah, as a yeah. third season on IMDb. Yeah, because they cast um, and uh, there's... Supernatural dude, Jensen Eccles, uh, for the mm-hmm. third season. So Plus, they've got the spinoff yeah. coming at some point as well. So Yeah. Well, Jared Padalecki went to do a reboot of Walker, Texas Ranger, so Jensen Eccles has to do something, I guess. Yep, that they do, because their show's ending. Um, I thought this was a quite good episode. Um, I am, I think, disappointed about certain character deaths, but I feel like I should be. Because, as I've said in the past about, you know, stakes in drama storytelling, um, if a character that you care about dies and you're disappointed... Uh, not because, like, oh, the show sucks, it you know, whatever. Like, you, you know, a character that you've died care about... Uh, a, a character that you care about has died, sorry, and you care about the fact that they have because you, you wanted the character to live, maybe, and, and whatever. Um, so disappointed in, in, in a good way about that, I suppose, because, you know, this is The Boys and it's got stakes and it's a drama television show. Um, overall, I feel like this episode has got the least problem in terms of structure. That's one of the things I've been talking about this season is that the show, not not as bad as what Titan Season 2 did, <laughs> But in terms of structure, this show's been struggling a little bit for me, just in terms of how the episode, how some of the episodes are put together. But I think this episode is actually the best, I don't know about season one as well, but the best certainly in terms of season two, uh, in terms of uh, the, the the actual structure and how the episode's put together. Uh, I thought it was paced really well. I thought there was a good amount of stakes. Obviously, you know, we do have some character deaths to talk about in, in a little bit. Um... But yeah, overall, I'm I'm pretty happy with this season. Uh, I think they've good, done a good job to set up season two, as you just mentioned as well. And um, yeah, just appropriately sort of bonkers in in the way that the boys is. So yeah, um, got got a couple of questions for you just to sort of go over the season as well a little bit and a few particular characters. Um, those of you that have been listening will know that I have had a problem with um, well since the start of season two with the deep. Um, but as we've gone further into the season, A-Train has joined that list for me of just characters that I don't particularly care about um, and that sort of thing. How do you, what do you feel about uh, those two characters, A-Train and The Deep? Well, it makes sense that you don't care about them because, let's be honest, in the writing of the show, they give you no reason to care about them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, with The Deep, they're trying to do like a parody almost ish with the, you know, religious cults in terms of, you know, the church that he's joined. 
and with the concept of the Me Too movement. I applaud them on some level for trying to find humor in that, but that's not really something that you're going to be able to find humor in. Mm-hmm. As for A-Train, um, I never really liked him from the beginning just because if you go back to season one of him literally running through a human being and just not caring about it. Yes. Yeah, um, so they, him, they yeah. yeah, they've given you very little reason to want his redemption arc. And the fact that it came it came so randomly in that, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure that's something that they're hopefully going to set up in the future. But as it stands right now, I I have no care for his redemption arc because I don't really think he's done anything to really deserve that. He's, I mean, outside of you know, spoiler alert of him going and getting that info on uh, Stormfront, yeah, the Nazi stuff to get yeah. released, that was like. You know, thank congratulations. You made barely a human effort to be a, a decent human being. Right, right. Um. Outside of that, yeah, not really. I mean, I'm hopeful that they'll give him something of worth to be done for season three, just because I enjoy good character arcs and a good I enjoy good story arcs. Mm-hmm. But as it stands right now, they're not giving me any reason to like him. Yeah, the interesting thing with me with those two characters is, you know, I enjoy the Flash. Um, I think it's a you know pretty good show on the CW, and one of the reasons I like the character of the Flash is the speed stuff is quite interesting. You know, it's always interesting with um any, any character that's got super speed of just the fact that that's an interesting superpower in itself. Now they haven't really used that much to their advantage, particularly other than you know the shocking scene in season one that you referenced. Was that in the pilot? Yeah, that was in the pilot episode, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but with the Deep, he just doesn't really particularly have that um so i'm interested if they could maybe find a way to use that a bit more with a train because i just don't really know what you do with the deep at this at this at this particular point and uh one interesting thing that this episode kind of adds to that is of course at the end of the episode when um a train is put back into uh the seven and then they're both celebrating because the deep assumes that the same that's meant the same thing for him but then he's kind of humiliatingly told um you know no that doesn't include you and just the way he kind of sits there in defeat i thought that was an interesting way to say like okay a train's going a little bit further up in the world but the deep is still just very much this small little kind of character in the show uh because they're not even two characters that are really i would consider main characters at all because you've got like starlight homelander billy uh annie those are pretty much sort of the main big uh characters for the show so uh, one other kind of question I wanted to ask you is something I touched upon earlier, the structure of the season. How well do you think overall the season was put together in terms of things like pacing and the right length of scenes and that sort of thing? How do you feel that they did, they did there? Well, I do admit that the first couple, three episodes were a little slow. I think that might have been why they released them all at the same time. Because outside of that whale scene in episode three, there wasn't a ton of stuff going on. Um, I yeah. mean, it did eventually get there, but it was a, a slow build. Uh, you know, with anything else, I mean, there were some scenes that were really good. Some of the scenes, I think, that should have been extended a bit more. And some things, scenes that I just think they just get on with it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you got things like uh, Black Noir wasn't in this season finale episode. I know he had the attack or whatever in, in the previous one, but... 
there's, there's certain characters I feel that they could do a little bit more with and certain characters they need to kind of step back on a little bit. Like Queen Queen Maeve who had her, you know, the bi- bisexuality thing um, come out this, this season through Homelander and everything and then uh, her girlfriend kind of got mixed in with that situation and then since the kind of fallout of that they hadn't really used her and then I'm just, I'm glad they brought her back properly in the season finale to get involved with the, um, it's when Kimiko, Starlight and... Uh, Queen Maeve all kicking uh, Stormfront. I thought that was great. Uh, but it, it's sort of like we got to that particular scene where they're trying to you know beat Homelander and, and Stormfront. And I'm kind of thinking like, okay, seriously, where is Queen Maeve? Like, why would she not be? Like, everyone's basically here other than Black Noir, Deep and A-Train. But Queen Maeve is a very kind of main character to me. Um, and it was just a bit unrealistic at the start of that. She wasn't there, but then... You know, it's good that she kind of came into the scene and then uh, sort of helped out. So it's just certain times like that that certain other characters should be involved in, and they just kind of don't. And I really feel like they stepped back after after they did all that sort of shooting for whatever the film was called. Um, they really sort of peeled back on using Queen Maeve a bit, and I'm just glad that she came in for the the big thing in the in the finale. So. Um, Alright, I think we'll take a little break here, we'll come back and then we'll talk about some of the other specific events of the (laughs) episode, including some character deaths and whatnot, so we'll see you uh, for that in a minute. Hey there, I'm Aaron Holman, host of Eye to Eye, a weekly podcast talk show all about passion. I have this passion and this fire within me that burns brighter than the fire around me. Hello. With performing, there's always a story to tell, whether it's my own or not. Creativity. I go, he's more than cute, he's creative. All with an LGBT twist. Make sure to check out Eye to Eye, that's E-Y-E, number two, letter I. And rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in today. I'm Chrissy. And I'm Jackie. And we are Killer Fun. We explore the intersection of crime and entertainment every other week. For as long as people have been communicating, they have been talking about who did what to whom, and is that socially acceptable? Because the boundaries of society, crime, and entertainment have always gone hand in hand. The more salacious, the weird, the better. From books and movies, to television shows and games, we look at how life and art imitate and inform one another. And we can't get together and not laugh. So let's face it, there's going to be laughing. <laughs> Killer Fun is available anywhere you listen to podcasts. So join us. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Gualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Gualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the, in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier. That gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review, which is at the $3 level tier. 
As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, just some uh, content news for you all. Uh, Gaming Talk, the other day we did that and uh, we talked about the Resident Evil movie, of course based on the Capcom Resident Evil game series. Uh, It's going to be getting a reboot, we talked about the cast uh, and the information there and whether or not we thought it was uh, some good choices and that sort of thing. And we also did talk a little bit about the... um, Netflix TV series for Resident Evil that's uh, in development as well. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 from CD Projekt Red has gone gold and Robert is very, very happy about that. Gets to play that next month, as do all of us. Um, we also talked a little, about, a little bit about the uh, crunch development situation there, which is still getting kind of blown out of proportion and whatnot. But uh, we talked a bit about that and just sort of uh, comparing that sort of stuff. And uh, I also gave my very first impressions of... Um, Crash Bandicoot 4 as well through the main game and that sort of thing and just talked about how good it was and why and all that sort of thing so you can listen to our gaming talk podcast this week uh, Walking Dead returned with two episodes from two different shows uh, you've got the Walking Dead World Beyond which has just started uh, the start of its own story uh, the pilot season one episode one uh, Walking Dead World Beyond is available on Amazon Prime in the UK, so if you've been watching The Boys, it's on the same uh, service. If you're in the US, however, it's on uh, AMC, so uh, we're going to be covering that over the next uh, course of the first season. Uh, and then Walking Dead, the main actual show, uh, finally came back for its season finale for season 10. The episode we were supposed to have in April, but it wasn't finished due to COVID and whatnot. Uh, but we finally talked about season 10, episode 16, the season finale. They're going to be doing six sort of bonus episodes in February and then planned a uh, 11th and final season next year for October. But you can get our thoughts on the world of The Walking Dead. Uh, Breaking Bad podcast is still getting released. The Becoming Heisenberg podcast, we're up to season 1, episode 5. And we have two more episodes to cover this season as well. We are going to be planning to do, after the seventh podcast has been released, do a feedback podcast of sorts. Uh, but we'll figure that out in the next couple of weeks. Uh, United cast, May United lost 6-1 at home to Tottenham Hotspur on Sunday. There's a little bit of a break in club football at the moment because there's international games happening. None of which I'll be covering because it's international football and not Manchester United. Uh, also talked about the last signings and uh, players sold. On deadline day, a bunch of different players were signed and uh, talked about all of that as well. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Alright, uh, so we have one reveal to talk about, which is the end of the episode. Uh, but I would like to talk about the character deaths first. We lose Stormfront and Becca, unfortunately, in this episode. Um, what did you think of those particular... Both, both almost in the same scene, pretty much. They both get killed by Ryan, don't they? Um, so what did you think of that? Well, did we officially, officially get Stormfront death? I know obviously she had her arms and legs blown off, Anakin style, but I don't remember that she actually technically died. Um, well, obviously, Becca died, which sucks, because mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Chantel. I've loved her since her stint on The Flash. Um, oh, yeah, Stormfront, she was that, she? Yeah. Yeah, she was uh, yeah. Patty. She was Barry's girlfriend for a, a short minute. Mm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Now that you kind of think, I mean, how does she recover from that though? Stormfront. I know I, she's. I know she's know, a super. She... So uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, she might not recover, but I don't know that technically she's not dead. Um, I mean, you can live without you know your arms and legs. She probably blood out um so there's a very very good chance that she's dead i just 
don't know that 100%. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, I kind of wasn't thinking about that at the time because like, she had the eye injury and she was mm-hmm. burnt to a crisp and she's lost her arms and legs. But um, she was still uh, saying whatever she... I'm assuming that was German she was speaking when she was yeah. sort of... And I don't know what that was, but um, yeah, because Home, Homeland is kind of looking at her and, and everything. So... Uh, I don't know, yeah, a bit of a shame about Becca, and uh, the interesting thing with that is you go into the, you know, the start of the boys, and Billy, what, what was it, he was told that Becca was dead, mm-hmm. and then gets back to her for the end of the first season, spends a good amount of time early on in the second season with her, and then loses her um, permanently at the end of the season, it's a bit of a shame. Uh, really good acting, by the way, by Carl Urban, just the, the sort of close-up emotional scene that they have between the two of them. Uh, speaking of acting as well, a lot of be- a lot of people have been calling for um, Anthony Starr after this episode to get an Emmy for uh, his performance as Homelander. What do you think of that? Uh, I don't know about an Emmy. I definitely think there's you know some rewards in coming because he does play that very very well. Oh yeah, and um, the the thing that's kind of struck me about this episode is how little acting experience some people have and how good they are at it. Like. Uh, Karen, uh, who plays uh, Kimiko, yeah, I was looking up her IMDb, and she's barely done anything. Hmm. Like her first real credit as an actress was playing Katana in Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, that was a yeah, yeah. The, the and 20, she's done twenty sixteen uh, film. Twenty twenty sixteen, so four years yeah, yeah. was her first official acting credit that I can find at least on her IMDb page. And then she did voices for Kipo and the Age of Wonders, She-Ra and the Princess of Power. Uh, she was on something called Craig of the Week, which I have no idea what that is, but it's voices. Um, but yeah, The Boys is kind of her first big thing since uh, Suicide Squad. Hmm. And you, I mean, obviously, Carl Urban's been doing knacking forever. And uh, a couple other people have been doing a ton of stuff forever. But really, um, a lot of the people that are main stars haven't done a whole lot of acting hmm. yeah um but yeah we'll see where things go with uh billy in the the third season it's interesting as well because you get to the end of this episode and mm has gone back to his family french she and uh kimiko went off dancing i thought that was a great little touch because they kind of mention <clears throat> earlier in the episode of like okay what's the point in i said something about like what's the point in life if if there's no dancing yeah, and, then, yeah, and, yeah. and then they go off dancing together i thought that was uh really nice um you've got huey who signs up with a new company to do the same thing but kind of differently he wants to take a different approach in life um annie i guess is still part of the seven um yeah so i don't know if you noticed it or not but in that last end scene where um homelander and mave and annie are together she's in her old original starlight costume not the hyper sexualized one okay i didn't notice that so yeah speaking of Homelander as well one of the other things I want to talk about um, something I've been mentioning since I think maybe the fourth episode or so when when he started to really um, have the power struggle with Stormfront before they were getting together and and everything when they were were more rivals than than lovers or whatever they were supposed to be by the end Uh, this was kind of a power struggle season for Homelander and I really like the way that's sort of concluded because in that end scene he wants to kill um billy he probably wants to kill mave and 
not really Stormfront because uh, you know he's clearly got some some emotion there still. Uh, probably not Ryan, but definitely definitely Maeve and Billy. He'd probably want to kill and. Uh, Maeve pulls this, you know, video out of the plane from uh, incident from the first season, and he can't really do anything. And for someone who's really, really powerful, uh, I just thought that was really interesting because it's sort of gone from okay, Maeve, uh, not Maeve, uh, Stormfront was winning over the crowd early in the season, you know, with the with the political rallies and all that, and she was the one who was doing well in that sort of thing. And then Homelander started to lose that battle a little bit and then there was some some power struggle there uh there's almost it's also um uh what was his name the john Car- john carlo esposito's character he had some like you know power struggles with him as well and then you get to this scene in the season finale and it all kind of comes together where he can't do anything because if he goes to kill billy or goes to attack um mave then the, this video will, will get released and then you know it, it will be kind of over for him i guess uh what do you what do you think of his kind of power struggle this season yeah there was definitely a power struggle on multiple levels with that mm-hmm. uh Giancarlo's character's name is stan edgar i guess he's basically it, the yeah. head of vaught um since they killed off uh elizabeth shoe last season in the season finale yeah um yeah, I mean that that's definitely a theme that's going to continue in through th- season 3. Um Billy didn't go to work for a company. He went to work for that one uh uh politician who turned out to be the head popper at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. That's where Huey went to at the end. So, um I was everything else going to say. Yeah, it's and then of course you have the scene after that where he's, you know, masturbating up on this tower thing or whatever saying i can do something like i can do whatever i want or i can do anything and uh what's interesting about that scene i don't know if you know there was a scene that was cut from the first season um i don't specifically know why but there was gonna be a scene where homelander basically flies around the top of the city and basically ejaculates everywhere and they cut mm-hmm. the scene. I, I think for for creative reasons, or I, I I don't particularly actually know, but that scene was particularly cut. I think that was maybe a little nod to that. Uh, I, I I actually thought of that particular time because I was remembering that 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 was a scene that got deleted, and I thought, oh, was he gonna like fly off now and and do it right now because he's standing basically on top of the city? Um, what do you what do you think of that? <laughs> Well, the masturbating thing was just super weird, but him standing on that, I think that's, that was a nod Amanda, to, it, really? yeah, yeah. But I think him, you know, standing and looking over the city was just kind of more of a nod to the comics and how many characters will stand on a, on top of a building looking over the city brooding. I mean, there's actually a funny meme that goes around where it's got like Batman and Spider-Man and Spawn, like a couple other superheroes just lined up in a queue waiting to brood <laughs> over a scene. In a in a comic book, yeah. so I think it was a bit of a nod to that. Hmm. Yeah, probably. So, uh, is there anything you specifically want to talk about from either this episode or this season? Uh no. I mean, I I like the episode. I think it was a little weird that we got like three episodes at the beginning and then they did it weekly after that. Hmm. I am kinda kind glad of glad that they did Hulu it because model. it did uh, space that out a little bit better, give us something to to look forward to. Hmm. Um, it avoid sort, being, it sort know, of gave a little push for the season and then like slowed things down a little bit. So mm-hmm. uh, that was good. Um, yeah, we should talk, probably talk about the end reveal scene. Where is her name? It is Vic, Is it Victoria? Yeah, she's revealed to be the 
I guess the other head popper because you had the um, woman from the hospital place from a couple of episodes ago when there was that big breakout and she was doing the same thing so I guess there's two of them because we could still see that character return because we saw them get into a car and drive off somewhere Mm -hmm. um but yeah the guy who she's speaking with um he goes to is it fresca that drink that kept popping up he goes to open that and then literally as he pulls the pin thing back uh it pops his head open um or pops his head off i guess so um when they panned to the back of victoria's head who did you initially think that that possibly was I didn't know, but I was watching a season recap to prep for this, um, and they actually foreshadowed that in season one. Because if you go back to, I'm sorry, to episode one, rather. Because if you go back to episode one, where there's uh, Frenchie and the other guy, and then that one person that head pops at the very beginning, and they're all running away in terror in that van, and they go, who do we know that can do that? And then they cut to her political commercial in the office of Vought, that was them foreshadowing that. Hmm. And I completely missed it, so... Yeah, me too, I guess. Um, but that was good. Uh, part of me kind of... I I mean, when they showed the back of her head, it looked a little bit like Stormfront's haircut. And I was like, oh, is is this some sort of weird, I don't know, return for her or something? But then obviously it was revealed that that, that wasn't the case. Um, so yeah, I guess she's going to be potentially the big bad... I mean, we've got Homelander. He's already the big bad of the whole show uh, and probably will be until the the series finale, I'm guessing, um, because he's such a big character. Uh, But, yeah, I guess she's going to sort of take Stormfront's place in that way. When that actually gets revealed to everyone, we don't know. But um, that could be a good little uh, interesting story for next season, especially as she's working with Huey as well. Uh, So I guess she's going to have to continue to hide that. So it's funny as well because they show that scene and then they show the little misty stuff in her eye because uh, when she's using the power and then just the way she walks back into the office as if like you, you just wouldn't suspect it because j- she's just acting like everybody else you know a normal person around her um but i guess that that's what she has to do to to hide that so um anything else we need to talk about for the season i feel like i'm missing something out but i don't know what that is uh no not really i mean it's just one of those things that it's a really good show i like that they keep it to eight episodes so they keep it kind of it's good length you know short and condensed Mm -hmm. i don't know if and when they're going to be starting filming anytime soon for season three or if they had any of that in the bag before everything got shut down Mm. um no i just it's one of those one of those shows that i like the format i like it being concise and i like that um they're just keeping it on track. Yep. Uh, two characters we've sort of talked about a little bit, M.M. and uh, Frenchie. What do you think of those two? Uh, I'm curious, because the team, as it were, kind of broke up after everything. Kind of has, so I'm yeah. curious to see. I'm curious to see how they're going to get both of Well, Frenchie will probably come back regardless. Mm. But uh, M.M., I'm curious to see how they're going to try to drag him back in, so... Yeah, because he wants to be settled with his family and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm guessing Billy or Huey or both will convince him in some sort of way. Uh, Frenchie, to me, was a character I, I I wouldn't say I didn't care about, but I just never really had any strong feelings towards one way or the other. But as the second season's gone on, I think they've done a lot of good work with him uh, in the show. And he's become funnier and just had better sort of quippy lines. 
and um, just really, really uh, appreciated the character towards the end of this uh, second season, or t- in the middle of of this second season. Because um, I can't quite remember his involvement in the first season as much. I, I remember what he did, but like his, I'm talking about his screen time and that sort of thing. But I felt like they they did a lot of good work with him in this uh, second. Yeah, season. he's he's one of my favorite characters in the show at the moment. Yeah, I'm on the trivia page for the boys, just looking up random stuff. In the comic book, uh, the character Huey is modeled and uh, kind of a, a nod to Simon Pegg, which is why Simon Pegg played his dad in yeah. the show. Um, and then just random stuff like uh, Elizabeth Shue was Homelander's childhood crush when he was a kid. Because she's been acting for ever. Yeah, Ma- Madeline from season one. Yeah. Yeah. The, the relationship with. That, that that that's kind of interesting, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you want to see some of her early work, there's an old movie called Adventures in Babysitting. It's actually a pretty decent movie. Hmm. Um so you if you want to see Elizabeth Shue, you know, early years, that would be one to check out. Yeah. Uh I suppose the only other character we haven't talked about as much, uh Ryan, what do you think of him this season? Cuz they, you know, showed his full power off and everything. Yeah, they showed his full power off. Um it's kind of an interesting plot twist that that Vaught knew about that kid and just had that as like an emergency backup to take out Homelander. Hmm. That's super weird, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um I guess there's gonna have to be some sort of balance between, you know, Billy's and uh Homelander's involvement with Ryan. So yeah, 'cause uh someone's gotta try in some way to uh uh, get the kid to control his powers because he's accidentally killed his mother. So, that's I a mean, shame. Technically, he didn't kill his mo- mother, but he killed the woman that had her hand on his mother's throat, and knocking her off is what ripped out her throat. So, hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's going to blame himself, but... Yeah, I mean, how apologetic he was at the end of that scene, uh, I think kind of tells that I just already, chalk- so. I chalked that up to just shock. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's... How old is he supposed to be? Ten? Like, eight or nine, something like that. Not yeah. not old, old, so... Hmm. Yeah, so... Can't be an easy thing for him to deal with, so we'll see how that plays out as well in the third season. Uh, I think that's pretty much everything. I think we've gone over all the characters, all the, the big ones anyway, talked about the plot twists and uh, the character deaths. So, yeah, we've got J- Jensen Eccles joining for the third season. Um... I do hope we get to see a bit more of Stan Edgar, uh, Giancarlo Esposito's character. He's one of the very few actors that there's nothing physically imposing about him because he's never really, because both in this and in like Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, he never really does much physical work, but just the way he kind of speaks and his sort of mannerisms and, and that sort of stuff, he's still someone that you wouldn't want to mess with because even if he won't attack you he's got like you know snipers lined up to take you out or like his you know, penchant to, to sort of do that sort of thing for him because uh, i remember in the the scene with billy and billy saying about like oh uh have you got a, a clean shot and he's like oh i've got two so it's sort of like he's not the one doing that kind of work but he can set it up to where he can still threaten you but not directly from him if you know what I mean. Yeah, he can put the dominoes in a row. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's he's always just been very, very good at that. So I'd uh, I'd like to see a little bit more more of him in uh, in the second season. Both just because the character's kind of interesting and because he's played by an incredible actor. So, 
Yeah. Uh, that should be good. I do well. hope for season three that we get at least one scene with uh, Jim Beavers and Jensen Eccles together because they did so much work together on Supernaturals that the fan base would kind of expect that. So hopefully <laughs> it'll be at least fun. Cool. Cool. Uh, but we'll see where the next season goes. Some point in 2021? I I have no idea. So, Because um, they're going to have to arrange when to do the spin-off and when to do the third season. And then presumably the spin-off will get a second season and the boys will probably get a fourth as well. So uh, we'll see how it all plays out. But uh, let me know um, what you thought, you listener, of the season and this episode and different characters and what you want for season three and your thoughts on the spin-off and on everything that me and Robert said. Uh, your, your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, or maybe your concerns about the boys or anything related to Entertainment Talk, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, Twitter, eTalkUK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes as well. Uh, that's it for this season. Nice and nice and short and sweet. It was only actually on for six weeks. So, because we had, yeah, five... Was it six weeks? Yeah, because we had three and then, yeah, five uh, episodes three episodes for the first week and then yeah five afterwards so six weeks uh nice sort of short and sweet six weeks for the uh for the episode uh, i'm assuming this the second season sorry the third season will be uh eight as well i think it's a good length for the boys as well i feel yeah, like they yeah. for that for that format eight, eight eight episodes is a perfect length yeah yeah so uh anyway join us next year for season three but of course keep your eyes on everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org tv video games films um when i watch some more films and review them again or whatever uh, and of course all the happenings with uh manchester united hopefully they start to win some games and play good at some point uh, when when football comes back uh uh, in terms of the schedule, uh, Star Trek Discovery will pretty much be replacing the boys on Friday because it starts next week. So also look out for the Star Trek Discovery uh, Season 3 Episode 1 podcast next week on Friday. That's on CBS All Access for the US and Netflix UK the next day, the next morning. So look out for that as well. Um, but yeah, everything you can find on entertainmenttalk.org. If you'd like to support the podcast and support Entertainment Talk, that would be really, really good. Uh, you can check us out on Patreon. There's the $1 and $3 level tiers for instant ad-free podcast and review options. Amazon affiliate link if you want to shop on Amazon. Uh, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra. iTunes feeds, please rate, review, subscribe to those. Just search for Entertainment Talk on your favourite podcast platform. Uh, if you can't find us on your favourite podcast platform, let us know which one it is, so I can put the podcast on there as well. Uh, you can also find uh, Geek Town, run by David, of course, on iTunes and podcast services. Just search for Geek Town on those podcast services or head over to geektown.co.uk for all that information that's for your up-to-date reliable tv and film news if you'd like to know casting news for the boys when it's going to be back trailer for the next season spin-off news or any of your tv and film news uh david's got you covered over there uh geek town radio is available on tuesdays so have a look out for those episodes as well bex is streaming daily at the moment on twitch go and check out the fun cool stuff that she's doing uh lots of gaming and chatter and all sorts of cool stuff uh over on twitch uh you can find her on there if you search for trista bites that's trista B-Y-T-E-S Trista Bites B-Y-T-E-S uh, Go and follow her and subscribe to her over there uh, Word of mouth you can simply tell people that you know about the website iTunes feeds Geek Town and Trista Bites Social media you can do the same thing but on social media Facebook, Twitter and different Facebook groups and of course look out for Let's Play Sundays I think I need to schedule tomorrow's episode as well because I don't think I've done that so I'll do that in a minute Thank you all very much for listening and we'll see you next time or next season Goodbye Goodbye <laughs>